Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. St. Augustine said that the New Testament lies hidden in the Old, and the Old is fulfilled in the New. And we've touched on this topic earlier this week with Stephen Clark. Now, the early church fathers saw every part of Scripture as linked to every other part, and the Blessed Mother's role in Scripture is no exception. But people have often said, well, where in the world do you find Marian imagery in the Old Testament? I mean, what, are, what, are the, what kind of background do you have in the Old Testament uh, that gives us a Catholic picture of the Blessed Mother? Well, with me right now is uh, Sandra Measle. Sandra is an American medievalist and writer. She's the author of hundreds of articles on history and art, among other subjects, and has written several books, including The Da Vinci Hoax, Exposing the Errors in the Da Vinci Code, which she co-authored with Carl Olson. And Sandra, great to have you back with me. Thanks. Yes, thank you. It's brave of you to ask me again. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite confident. Well, let's let's look at this. Um, it is Many people are unfamiliar with uh, the idea of types in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give us some idea of what is meant by a type and an anti-type? A type is a person, thing, or event that foreshadows uh, Christ or some other New Testament uh, figure. Uh, Adam is a type of Christ, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, the first man, the first God-man, mm-hmm. uh, you also have things like the Paschal Lamb is mm-hmm. a type of Christ being offered for our sins, and so on. Now, oddly enough, when I was in high school, long before the Vatican Council, our religion book, which was called Our Quest for Happiness, and I think that's been reprinted for homeschoolers sometime, was based on types and figures. Interesting. And I was being educated, catechized, exactly the way a medieval person would have been catechized uh, if they were going on to higher things with literacy and so forth. And that's all gone. As you said, nobody knows what a type right. is. That's true. Yeah. And it's a major part. I mean, it's part of the apostolic mindset, for heaven's sakes. You can't understand their use of the Old Testament if you don't understand this concept of types and antitypes. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the types dealing with uh, the Blessed Mother. Um, we, we call her the, um, uh, she's the, uh, the mother of the church, for instance. Uh, mm-hmm. How does that, what kind of roots in the Old Testament would a concept like that find? Well, the queen, uh, the queen mother figure in ancient Israel was the most powerful woman at court. Not the king's wife, since he would have numerous wives and concubines, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. his mother. And his mother would stand beside him in his court, his, uh, when he is presented to his court, presented to his people, and she is essentially the mother of the nation uh, while that king is reigning. Well, since Jesus reigns forever, Mary is the mother of all Christians and all other people. She is therefore the mother of the church. Mm. Uh, in fact, there was a book very popular in the 60s called Mary Archetype of the Church, oh, I believe okay. by Yves Congar. And the original type and antitype is Eve. And St. Justin Martyr said back in the 2nd century that 
Eve is the failed mother of humanity, according to the flesh, but Mary is the victorious mother of humanity, according to the spirit. And he made this famous pun that Ave, the greeting to Mary by Gabriel, reverses Eva. <laughs> wow. And yeah. because they are opposites of yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah that's, that's still, fascinating. I hadn't heard that before. You still hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, St. That's Justin Martyr. And that pun is made in numerous places in spiritual writings and also in the ancient and very beautiful little uh, hymn, Ave Maristella, that you have reversed the name of Eve. You are Ave instead of Eva. That's right. Changing Eve's name at the close. Yes. Of yeah. And you know, in the yeah. Old Testament, changing somebody's name is a mark of changing their mission in life. Right. Right. Uh, talk to me about the, um, the, the great sign, uh, Revelation 12, verse 12, the woman yes. clothed in the sun. Yes. I have always loved that image. In fact, I made one to decorate my high school classroom one time, and I had Mary in orange, and it was a black-haired Mary, hmm. <laughs> and the serpent uh, was also black, and this was all done out of textured paper and so forth, uh, yeah. uh, decoration. We we did that back in high school. They don't do that anymore. Either. <laughs> but uh, the woman clothed in the sun, and a great sign appeared in heaven, the woman clothed in the sun, with the tw- a crown of 12 stars around her head, and the moon was under her feet. Well, this is a double sign, has always been taken by Catholic commentators on Scripture, as a double sign of Mary and the Church. The clothed in the sun, Jesus is the son of justice, and Mary is uniquely conformed to Christ. The twelve stars could be the twelve tribes of Israel, or the twelve apostles. And the moon is under her feet, is that the changing world of appearances is dominated by mary she is not she it is under her she is not under it if you if you follow that Mm -hmm. and this was a very popular way of depicting mary in the late middle ages uh, that you had uh, sun rays behind her body and the starry crown and it was usually a crescent moon because that is easier to recognize as the moon and lo and behold, we also see that in Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yes, yes, that's right. For the same the same reason, but the original Our Lady of Guadalupe image on the cloak did not have the rays of sun or the moon, and those were put in by human hands afterwards. The original image was just Mary. The Our Lady of Guadalupe in Spain is shown with the rays of the sun and the crescent moon and the stars. Hmm. Uh, This is not usually uh, talked about, but a close examination of the cloak uh, a number of years ago, they could see where the paint had been added, and the paint is not like the actual texture and appearance of the image of Mary. Ah, interesting. Okay. And then the other thing about a woman clothed in the sun, she fulfills... Uh, an Old Testament uh, image in the Song of Songs: uh, "Fair as the sun, bright as the bright as the sun, fair as the moon, terrible as an army in battle array." <laughs> that she will do uh, battle for her children, 
in the church against forces of evil. And in Revelation, when the great sign appears and the great the woman of the great sign is pregnant and is about to bring forth the Messiah, the devil is there to devour the Messiah. But the woman flees into the desert to a place prepared for her by God, and the great Satan dragon is left fulminating. Hmm. Uh, was there much speculation in the uh, history of uh, theology or the history of art about that place in the desert? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever been depicted. I've seen uh, medieval illustrated apocalypse, <coughs> excuse me, that have uh, Mary flying, the, the woman, Mary, the church, mm-hmm. flying with mm-hmm. the wings of a great evil eagle mm-hmm. over the landscape, but you don't see where she's going. Where she's going, yeah, where she lands. No, you don't. Uh, the Apocalypse of, of Re- Book of Revelation, of course, never tells us what we're really curious about, and that's why it's divine. <laughs> well, the article that you, um, from Catholic World Report, you also take a look at the, the Marian imagery uh, throughout the Middle Ages and changes that were made in the image of the Madonna. Uh, what's the significance of those changes? Well, the earliest image we have of Mary is in a catacomb painting from, I think, uh, 200 or 250, and it's a woman with a child. And this was intended to show it's a, he had a real mother, Jesus was a real child. This is expressing the humanity of Jesus. And then as time goes on, and you have lots of other uh, famous ancient icons of the Madonna, that is the emphasis that she is the one who brings Jesus to humanity. In the Eastern Church, they talk about Mary as the shower of the way, and she's pointing to the child that she's holding, uh, because she always points to him. She is not in this for herself. So in uh, at the time the Middle Ages dawn, and we've shaken off some of the worst of the Dark Age poverty and ignorance, they like to put Mary enthroned, not just holding the child as a mother, but enthroned on a beautiful throne, and she's presenting Jesus' full face to the viewer. And she is the seat of wisdom. He is divine wisdom, and she is the living throne of flesh on which he stands. Uh, This was very popular, the... uh, the uh, seat of wisdom, which you also find in the uh, Litany of the Blessed Virgin, a very ancient title. And then over the course of the Middle Ages, they want to make her a more realistic mother. And so you have increasingly personal, more sentimental, more gentle images, not this formal, mm. hieratic uh, m- image with a message. You have uh, the beautiful Madonna where the very beautiful, sweet-faced Mary is cuddling the child and maybe offering him a piece of fruit, which is, again, reversing Eve giving Adam the yes, fruit yes, yes, and so forth. And you also have uh, the, the sorrowful mother who holds the dead Christ in her arms, the Pieta. Mm-hmm. Uh, these became very emotional images, both the happy ones and the sad ones. And now, in our churches, we tend to have images drawn from Marian apparitions and not particularly from ancient art. Interesting. 
Um, does do, uh, is our efforts made to uh, depict uh, Old Testament references uh, to Mary any longer? I mean, you try to draw those those types, or have artists abandoned that practice? Well, this is not the world's greatest period of religious art, in right. case you didn't notice. <laughs> and I know there are people like uh, the ones who write for the website New Liturgical Movement are are very into that sort of thing. But as far as uh, seeing them in churches or Catholic institutions, I'm not aware of it. Yeah. On the other hand, you have an enormous amount of secular art history where these images have been identified and discussed, and you can see uh, reproductions in art books. And that's, I mean, that's why I wrote the article, because I happen to have the art book. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, Sandra, we're out of time, but let me thank you once again for being with me, and I love your work, and it's always good to talk with you. Thanks. Well, thank you very much for asking me. Sandra Measel, Marian Imagery in the Old Testament. Uh, It's a wonderful article, The Past, Her Prelude, Marian imagery in the Old Testament.